Welcome to the breakup edition of the Farkham Podcast. For those of you who have not heard, McNeese and UIW have announced their intentions to leave the Southland Conference and head on over to the WAC. Going to talk about that. Also going to talk about the upcoming game with Houston Baptist. Uh, we'll be going back to the once-a-week format for the Farcom Podcast. The reason I went to the twice-a-week format was to have one review of the game and one previewing the next opponent. Since we have played all of our opponents because of the mirror scheduling in the Southland, I don't see the need to repeat the same information. There's no real difference between the teams. I will still recap what happened with the Demons and also talk about uh, what we have upcoming so we'll talk about my thoughts on Northwestern and Nichols, what we have to do to improve going into Houston Baptist. But first, we are going to talk about all the craziness happening in the world of college athletics and people switching back and forth and where Northwestern stands in this. Uh, conference realignment kind of had some uh, interesting movement today. Uh, first one was New Mexico State and Sam Houston State decided to jump in and join Liberty and Jacksonville State to go to Conference USA, supposedly Conference USA in talks to get both UMass and UConn. Nothing verified. Uh, New Mexico State supposedly having a meeting on Friday to confirm going to Conference USA or not. Sam Houston, likewise, I'm not sure of the date with Sam Houston. Uh, but right now, in all likelihood, it looks like uh, they will go. Uh, something really curious I found was if you look on their message boards, it's a very lukewarm at best. Uh, to this news, there's uh, obviously some people very excited. Uh, they understand the reasoning. They want to take that gamble and that risk. Uh, but there were a lot of fans I saw uh, on their message board, which is cat fans, uh, and also just on social media that were really upset about this, that do not like this move at all. Uh, and I totally understand. You know, the WAC as it is is a very good conference. Uh, Basketball-wise, that was shaping up to be uh, just an incredible conference. And I thought had they stayed together and could have kept New Mexico State happy, maybe even bring UTEP in the fold, uh, that had a chance to be a really fantastic basketball conference with Cal Baptist, Grand Canyon, you know, Abilene Christian, Stephen F. Austin, Sam Houston, New Mexico State. That could have been one of the premier uh, mid-major conferences in America. And uh, that just totally got torpedoed out the water now. And as I've said before, I am a Grand Canyon graduate and talking to people I know from Grand Canyon, uh, they're not too happy about the next bit of news, which I'm going to get to, which is uh, the people coming into the WAC. But uh, as it is, they don't like losing New Mexico State. Uh, they developed a nice little basketball rivalry with them. Uh, for Sam Houston, I think it's kind of an interesting uh, movement on that. Uh, you know, on one side, I understand it, the risk, um, as their athletic director kind of mentioned, that, you know, there's only, or actually, take me not them, I think it was Jacksonville State's athletic director, apologies. Uh, he had mentioned that there's a short window, and he felt that with Jacksonville State moving up, this may be their only shot, so they had to take it. You know, I assume Sam Houston's probably feels the same way as Jacksonville State's does, that this may be that short window to move up, and it's either now or never, and with the college landscape drastically changing and you know rumors of the power five conferences forming their own little league and uh you know basically you'd end up with three tiers with fcs being on the lower tier than fbs and the power five so i understand the gamble of wanting to move up uh with that said though 
I look at the conferences and it seems like the WAC is just a much better conference than what Conference USA is going to have. Um, now, there are some intriguing matchups for Sam Houston that could come in to Huntsville with Liberty, uh, Louisiana Tech, UTEP, I think, are all teams that uh, the people of Huntsville would definitely come out to see. Uh, the danger in that, though, is they're losing some natural rivalries, uh, you know, with Stephen F. Austin in that battle in Houston, which is a really fun game. And they're going from being a national power and finally building up a fan base. And, you know, there was years, and I've gone to games at Sam Houston when Northwestern played them, uh, where Sam Houston really struggled to get any kind of a crowd out of football and out at Bauer Stadium. And uh, it's a cool setup, but, you know, for whatever reason, it just wasn't really embraced by the community. Uh, since they've become a national power and won the title, and you look at their crowds now, and it's an awesome atmosphere. And, you know, I've watched a couple of their games on TV this year because Sam Houston is just a fun team to watch. And, uh, you know, just it, just an incredible atmosphere. It's like night and day compared to what it used to be. And then you look at Walk On Radio, the podcast, which if you haven't listened to, I highly recommend, which has grown from a small podcast like this to now they've got, you know, thousands of people listening each episode, which is really amazing. So there's a lot of momentum there, and I guess for them it's a kind of a catch-20. Either you strike while the iron's hot and try and make that move now, or you know you risk that uh, you're going to stay warm and uh, stay as a national power at the FCS level, uh, which doesn't always happen. You can look at teams uh, throughout the years that have been powers that have faded away. Uh, and you look at it, you know, teams like Coastal Carolina have made the move, have done very well. Uh, Troy did a really good job moving up, and I think they've had a lot of success. Uh, but on another side, there's those teams that haven't, such as UMass, you know, which won a national title, and now they're just one of the worst, uh, if not the worst, FBS team uh, out there. UConn, you know, same way. They're just a really struggling team. So, again, there's good and bad on it. You got to take that risk. Uh, what that led to, though, was McNeese and UIW have announced, of course, that they are leaving the Southland Conference, going to the WAC. And uh, I can understand both of them. I actually support it. Uh, McNeese has been very unhappy in the Southland Conference. They've uh, written articles seeming like on a weekly basis uh, about their grievances with the Southland. I thought they kind of did overkill on that, but it is what it is. Uh, for McNeese, I think it's a the move they had to make. Uh, they clearly uh, frustrated with the Southland Conference. Uh, not sure where their frustrations came from, whether it's the fact that we're trying to add D2s or uh, mirror scheduling, who knows. But they're definitely unhappy about that. So I think the WAC move is a good one. Unfortunately for them, with Sam Houston leaving and New Mexico State leaving, that greatly diminishes that conference. So uh, what would have been with those teams a very positive and upward move is almost a lateral move. Uh, granted, the WAC is a better conference right now. But we don't know what the Southland's going to do. UIW, I think it makes perfect sense. You look at some of the schools in that in that league already, it puts them in the middle of that footprint a lot better than they are in the current Southland. Uh, so, you know, UIW made a great, great jump, uh, which, again, makes me chuckle because uh, they're one of the schools that you know, Abilene Christian had a problem with and now they're conference mates again. Uh, with this, though, looks at the Southland, and a tweet I had made earlier is Southland Conference has to be proactive on this. They have to make a move. They have to show something. Uh, they can't be silent. Uh, when the Texas schools left, there was nothing. We heard nothing for months from the Southland Conference. Just a bunch of Southland strong uh, 
hashtags, which really has not aged well. I think the Southland Conference should definitely stop hashtagging Southland Strong. Uh, right now, we're Southland on life support, praying to God the priest doesn't have to come in. Uh, so let's not use Southland Strong anymore. I think that's just a bad look at this point. Uh, but for Southland, you've got to show something. And rumors also is that there's a potential move where Nichols and Southeastern will go to Atlantic Sun. And if that happens, Northwestern is on a very scary island, which I'll get to. But I think the Southland has got to show the remaining members, hey, look, we're in good hands. We have schools coming in. We're going to be a viable and strong conference. Don't worry about it. Stay with us. Pull everyone back in. Pull UNO. Pull Northwestern. Nickel Southeastern. Get everyone together. Bring Commerce in. They're one of us now. Houston Baptist. Corpus Christi. Bring them all in and say, all right, look. This is what we have to do. You know, this is going to be our plan. This is who we're going to target. We're going to be okay. And, you know, show something definitive. Because if you do not... I don't think the Southland can survive Nichols and Southeastern leaving. It may not be to survive one team leave, which goes to Northwestern. And I've talked to multiple people, and the general feeling is if this would have happened like 20 years ago, this would have been so much better for Northwestern State. Uh, we just picked the wrong time to be struggling at our major sports with uh, basketball going through some tough seasons and football. Uh, obviously, I've well documented the struggles on here just unfortunate timing for Northwestern. I think we have a lot to offer. Uh, when I look at Nichols being targeted as a potential move candidate and I hear nothing about Northwestern, uh, it does give me room for concern. Are we marketing ourselves better? Are we being proactive, trying to fish? Or do we have bites? Uh, or is it a thing where, you know, Greg Burke is playing things close to his chest where he's saying, look, I'm not going to show my cards right now, uh, which is also a viable thing. And, you know, I trust Greg Burke, uh, you know, I think he's done a great job at leader of the athletic department. I think he's a great athletic director. I do know from uh, having talked to him on numerous occasions and, you know, having been a Northwestern athlete, Greg Burke is not a type of guy that's going to give a lot of bravado before making a decision. He's not going to leak stuff. He's one of those guys, he likes to keep everything close to his vest. And then once things are on pen and paper, then he comes out with a very big announce and a big reveal. That's the way he's always operated. Uh, I don't mind that. But it does, obviously, you know, I can understand the concern with Demon fans about what's happening to us. You know, what's going to happen if the conference falls apart? Do we have a landing spot? And, you know, those are all very valid concerns. Uh, and like I said, I look at Northwestern compared to Nichols, and, and I look at football stadium. I think we have clearly a better football stadium. Basketball's a wash. I think baseball's comparable. Uh, athletic departments as a whole, I think, are very comparable as well. And I think we have a much stronger fan base than Nichols does. So when I see Nichols being mentioned as a target and not us, that does give me some concern. And I don't mean this to be bashing Nichols at all. I think the, what Nichols has built is great. I think they have a great fan base, great community. Um, and I'm not by any means trying to degenerate them, just trying to say that I think Northwestern has a lot to offer when compared to them and compared to Southeastern uh, and even McNeese. I think we have a lot more to offer and um, somehow we've been targeted as just the weak kid on the block. And I think it's just because of football struggles that people are saying that uh, without looking at the fact that our facilities aren't that bad, not counting Prather. And, you know, our fan base is one of the better fan bases, I think, in the Southland. Uh, Grand Leaf football scene 
low numbers this year, but I mean, after 17, going on 18 straight losing seasons, I mean, that can be expected. If you're the Southland, I think you do have to be, again, proactive. Uh, there's a user on Twitter called Southlandish who has a list of prospective D2 schools that could come in. I highly recommend going and look at it. Uh, the two that intrigue me the most are Hardin University and Central Oklahoma, but there are a lot out there. So there are some good options, and I think the Southland, if they can pick up some of these schools, can actually be a very strong conference in the near future. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Have to mention right now the Northwestern State soccer team Regular season conference champions, coach of the year, player of the year, keeper of the year, team of the year, everything of the year you could have won, they did. So uh, credit to the soccer team. They will be playing in the Southland Conference Tournament. I believe it will be starting on Wednesday. Demons have a bye uh, in the first round for being the conference champions. We'll be covering that as best I can. I'm going to try and look at it. Uh, if we do make it into the championship game, I may give a little special episode to give them a shout-out. I think they definitely deserve that. Uh, we'll definitely, on social media, be following them and, and check on the Twitter handle, which is at Farkham Podcast. We'll have all of that uh, coming up. So best of luck to the Demon soccer team. They have been just phenomenal, and those ladies on that team have just represented Northwestern so well and uh, may go down as the greatest soccer team in school history. Uh, Coming up next, we'll talk about the football game against Nichols and what we have to do against Houston Baptist. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. Uh, Watching the Demons against Nichols, I thought that was probably the best game plan we've had all year. We came out playing really well against Nichols, did a great job shutting down Lindsey Scott, uh, did a really great job just moving the ball, controlling the line of scrimmage, and against that Nichols front, that's really impressive. I do consider Nichols to have the best line in the Southland Conference. And, uh, you know, really, uh, you know, pleased with the way the game plan went. I thought uh, Coach Lucas did a just absolutely masterful job shutting down their offense in early stages of the game and slowing them down. Uh, We were tied 14-14 going toe-for-toe with them. Uh, Zach Clement looked really good at times, and you could see some flashes of brilliance in his play. Uh, Real excited about that. Uh, Jay Griffin, he had just an absolute phenomenal game as well. He caught a touchdown pass that was just awesome to watch. Uh, reminded me of those days when we had uh, guys like you know Tony Taylor and Ronnie Powell and Nathan Black. Uh, it really was a good throwback to that that play he made. So a uh, real awesome from him. And Griffin's just just a phenomenal athlete and seems to be just an awesome young man as well. Unfortunately, it was fourteen fourteen. They came back, got a score, made it twenty one to fourteen. Then they got the ball for half. Uh, if there's one criticism I would give the coaching staff, I thought we weren't aggressive enough on defense at that point. And I don't mean to be too hard on them. I think Coach Lucas has done a phenomenal job this year. Uh, but I really felt we kind of gave up a little too much space and they were able to dink and dunk down the field uh, way too easily, I thought. And uh, once they made 28-14, uh, it kind of seemed to fall apart. And Nichols took us apart in the second half, 42-14. to And watching that game, it reminds me of a thing where uh, an old saying where winning programs know how to win, losing programs know how to lose, and you have to switch that. And if you're the Demons, you don't know quite how to win yet. So when you get behind, it makes it that much tougher to overcome a team like Nichols. And, you know, Nichols has a ton of talent. They're not an easy team to come from behind on, especially with their style of play. And Nichols has a very physical line. And I think it just all just exacerbates the problem and makes it worse. And 
By the end of the third quarter, the game was over, and it was 42-14. to 14. Not the result I think anyone wanted. And uh, talking to Brad Laird, as he said, you know, the start of the game was awesome, started quick, but once it started going downhill, it just, the momentum just went over and over and over, and then we got buried, and we just didn't play a great second half. So like he said, we played a good first half, but not a good second half. We have got to put those pieces together and play one solid game, which we really haven't done all year. We've been good at parts, but really bad at parts. And uh, if you can, I do highly recommend uh, going to Patrick Netherton. Go to him on social media. They do the Demon Huddle with Coach Laird. Uh, He also does the Patrick Netherton show as well, which is an awesome, awesome job of recapping games and just talking about sports in general. Uh, again, high, highly, highly recommend it. And Patrick Netherton just does such a great job with Demon Athletics and calling games and everything else. Uh, really, really enjoyable listen. And uh, one thing Coach Laird mentioned uh, during the Demon Huddle, which I agree with, is he said the one thing is that it's very frustrating. And Patrick Netherton reiterated this that, you know, it's frustrating calling a game, frustrating his fans. Not so much because we're losing, but because we see the talent there. And Coach Laird sees the talent there. And we know all of us can see how great of a team Northwestern can be. But for whatever reason, just something isn't clicking. And uh, what looks like should be a great team is, you know, stuck with one win. You know, we're in the cellar of the Southland Conference. And we're getting blown out week after week after week. And it does appear we have much more talent than the results are showing. Uh, So it's very frustrating for everybody. And. Uh, If you go back and listen to some earlier podcasts, I even said, you know, and I even tweeted that we're going to finish higher than we're predicted, uh, which right now is not aging very well. But looking at it, I thought we had an absolutely amazing, amazing team coming up. And, you know, I thought we had a great line, running backs, quarterback. Uh, I thought everything was there defensively. And again, there's something not working, and that's going to be the struggle for the football program, for Coach Laird to figure out going forward is what is that big thing missing? What is the ingredient we're not hitting? What is the thing we're not seeing? And can we fix it? I do want to say about Nichols, I thought uh, they were class act all game. They played the right way. Uh, A couple little scuffles. uh, There's a little fight earlier in the game, but that happens. But overall, I thought they were a clean team. Uh, You know, hats off to them. Much respect. Uh, There was a time when I would have been embarrassed if Northwestern lost to Nichols. Uh, those have been flipped now, and uh, Nichols did a great job flipping that one on us, and now I think they're embarrassed losing us. And credit to them, uh, if you're a Demon player, well, that's your challenge. Let's flip the script again and make it where we don't want to lose to them. Going ahead, we have Houston Baptist. We've played them already. I thought the first game in Houston Baptist, offensively, we just came out abysmal, and defensively, uh, we were playing very loose. We were blowing coverages. Our line wasn't getting penetration early on. Uh, really was an ugly start. We cannot allow that to happen going forward in, in the second time around. For one, Houston Baptist is coming in winless. They have not looked good all season. Uh, our game is the only game they had a chance to win. So coming into this one, you have to figure they want to avoid going you know, 0-11. They do not want to have a winless season. This is their best chance to get a win. So we are going to get their best shot. And one thing that does concern me, is when you play a team like this, they have nothing to lose, so they're going to throw everything at you. They're going to do trick plays, mix up stuff, do stuff they would never do normally because, again, you you have no wins, and this is probably your only chance to win. 
you're going all out. So this is Houston Baptist's Super Bowl. It's going to be a tough one. And then not only that, we are honoring the seniors. Sometimes that can be a distraction, all the surrounding uh, hoopla involved with that. So if you're the Demons, you're going to have to come up very focused and get a fast start because if Houston Baptist gets up a little bit, you know they're going to be flying around, man, because they want that win. Can't blame them. I do hope, uh, you know, with it being senior night, that we do pack the stands as best as possible. Uh, as I put on social media, you know, this season hasn't gone the way we want it. Um, I don't think anyone expected it to be this bad. But the results on the field don't diminish uh, the effort and the heart that this demon team has given us and that these seniors have given us. And I think, uh, if nothing else, you know, you could be disappointing results, but let's at least honor the seniors. So hopefully all demon fans hearing this will go out to Turpin and honor the seniors for their last time. And uh, from me to them, I do thank you very much for representing Northwestern very well. And despite the results being what they are, you know, I've never seen a game where I can say that we gave up or didn't fight hard or didn't play the right way. So I uh, do tip my hat to the seniors and one day we will be a better program and we will be in the hunt for a playoff and one day we'll be in a hunt for a national title again. And when that day comes, just know if you're the seniors, you're laying that groundwork. You may not see the success now, but it's coming and you will be responsible for that success as well. And you will get credit. So don't let it, you know, eat you up about the lack of results. Um, there are good things being done in the football program. Uh, my three keys for the game against Houston Baptist. Uh, number one, have to start out very quickly. Uh, do not get behind on the scoreboard. Do not get behind and change. You have to put the pressure on them. They haven't won. You've got to eliminate any doubt they have about them winning or losing. You've got to show them you're not winning tonight. You're not coming in and turping and beating us. Number two, have to stick to their receivers better. In the first meeting, especially early in the game, I thought their receivers were getting open way too easily and allow their quarterback way too easier throws. The third thing, our lines have to play better on both sides of the ball. I thought, again, in the first game against Houston Baptist, our line didn't play very well, especially early on. We did improve, but again, you don't want to go from behind and have to struggle to beat this team. Uh, this is a game we need to start off early, get a comfortable lead, and hopefully we can take the seniors out in the fourth to get a little standing ovation and hopefully in a blowout. It's definitely uh, you know, not what we want it going to Turpin, but still ways to salvage at least something from the season, get a win at the last game in Turpin, have a chance to beat McNeese for the first time since 88. And since they're leaving, this may be the last time we play at McNeese for a very long time. And a chance to knock off what is looking to be a possible national seat in Southeastern. So there's a lot of things we can accomplish as a team. It'd be interesting to see that. Going to close with saying I know there's some rumors and some speculation about the future of Coach Laird with the program. I understand that. I think it's a fair assumption. Uh, I think if you talk to Coach Laird, he would say that's a fair question he would probably admit, too, that the results have not been what they need to be. And, you know, Coach Laird's been around the game a long time. He understands it. Looking at it, I would say he has you left on a contract. I have no issues with him coming back a year. In fact, I, I kind of hope he does. I think, if nothing else, give him a chance uh, because I know Coach Laird is a good coach. And I do believe he can build a winner. Not sure what the factors were this year. I thought last year we made so many good strides as a team. 
uh, it really befuddles me what happened uh, this season. So I definitely want to see Coach Slayert succeed here, and you know I hope he can uh, be given a chance to turn it around. At the same time, you know, it is a business, so I understand decisions have to be made. Uh, but I definitely have my full support behind Coach Laird. I hope he, you know, can go on a win streak to end the season. Uh, one thing about, as I said earlier, losing programs find ways to lose. Winning programs find ways to win. The only way you stop being a losing program is you get a couple of wins in a row. We have a chance to do that to end the season. Uh, so for the football program, look, it's not been easy, but there's always a chance to make things better. You know, the final chapter isn't written. So hopefully, uh, you know, Demons football team can come back, write that final chapter in a positive way. We'll head an off season with some momentum. I do thank you for listening to this episode. I look forward to talking to you after the game against Houston Baptist. Hopefully a win. Hopefully we'll be talking also about Southland Conference soccer tournament champions, which would lead us to the NCAA tournament, which will be uh, definitely fun to see. Uh, with the defense the Demon soccer team has, I think we can have uh, some success in the NCAA tournament, maybe even pull off an upset or two. Uh, very interesting, very scary times ahead. Um, if there's any major news regarding conference outlooks, like the Southland Conference adding teams, Northwestern going to a new conference or something like that, or more teams uh, dropping out of the Southland, I'll definitely... I'll probably do a special update on the podcast for that and just release a little mini episode. Uh, it's been a again, it's been an interesting week. Hope you have an awesome week. Please head out to Turpin, support our Demon football team, and support the seniors. If you get a chance, please go out watch the soccer team in action. Uh, if not, there is always an issue, demons.com, southland.org. Uh, we'll have links where you can watch the games, watch the Lady Demon soccer team on their quest for another conference soccer title. Thank you for listening. Have an awesome week. I love every one of you out there. Much love and Farkham Demons. <laughs>